Arcadian Vanguard presents the Wrestling News in your daily wrestling newscast for Saturday, December 16th, 2023. Good morning, I'm Mike Sempervivi. We begin today with last night's WWE SmackDown broadcast live on Fox from the Rush Center in Green Bay, Wisconsin. In the closing segment of the show, Jimmy Uso, Solo Sokoa, and the returning WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns of the Bloodline brawled with Randy Orton and L.A. Knight, who had come out to save Orton from a triple team following Orton's victory over Uso in the night's main event. AJ Styles also made his return during the post-match melee, laying out Reigns, but then also attacking Knight before leaving ringside. We haven't seen Styles since Solo disposed of him with a vicious attack backstage. An attack that sent AJ... Wait, 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 wait. what? Orton had confronted Reigns in an in-ring promo during the opening segment of the show, blaming the bloodline for his time on the shelf and indicating his desire to challenge Reigns for the Universal title. Hold on. I'm getting something right now from the voices in my head. You know what they say? You know what they're telling me? The voices just told me that Roman, you might have just crapped your pants. And there's one more thing that they also said, and I'll leave you with this. Daddy's back. In matches for the United States Championship number one contender tournament, Kevin Owens defeated Austin Theory and Carmelo Hayes beat Grayson Waller in Hayes' SmackDown debut. Also on the show, former women's tag team champions Asuka and Kyrie Sane reunited for the first time in three and a half years to defeat Zelina Vega and Mia Yim. Now with a look at last night's Ring of Honor Final Battle, here's the Wrestling News' Lou Kippelman. Ring of Honor presented Final Battle last night, live on Honor Club from the Curtis Colwell Center in Garland, Texas. In the main event, Athena made the 18th successful title defense of her record 317 days as ROH World Women's Champion, turning back the challenge of Billy Starks in 28 minutes and 30 seconds. ROH World Champion Eddie Kingston competed in a non-title proving ground match, defeating Anthony Henry in 5 minutes and 45 seconds. FTR and Mark Briscoe joined forces to walk away with a six-man tag team victory over the Blackpool Combat Club trio of Brian Danielson, Claudio Castagnoli, and John Moxley. Mark Briscoe scored the pin for his team against Danielson, using his late brother Jay's finisher, the Jay Driller. When we stood in Laurel, Delaware, Caprice, you helped deliver the eulogy. The message was that Jay lived a life that uplifted others as well. Tonight, Mark, you uplifted us. We thank you for taking us on this journey. We think back to the river, to the Chattahoochee, to stopping off just to observe the river wine and to take in. So often we forget the roads that we travel for these events are defined by the people around us, the places we see in the roads that wine. Tonight, Mark took us once again down that river down to the Chattahoochee. Tonight, we took a trip down near the Rio Grande. And Mark Briscoe once again lifts up not only his tag team partners FTR, 
but his family and fans all around the world. In the ROH World TV Championship Survival of the Fittest Elimination match, Kyle Fletcher came out on top to win the vacant World TV title, last eliminating Commander at the 25-minute and 54-second mark. Fletcher also eliminated Brian Keith earlier in the match. The other participants in the match included Dalton Castle, Lee Johnson, and Lee Moriarty. In other title matches, Wheeler Yuta successfully defended the ROH Pure title against Filthy Tom Lawler. The Mogul Embassy retained the World Six-Man Tag Team title against TMDK. And in the opening match of the show, AAA Mega Champion El Hijo del Fikingo retained his title against Black Taurus. In other results, Keith Lee beat Shane Taylor, Ethan Page defeated Tony Nese in an I Quit match, and Nyla Rose got a quick win over Vert Vixen. For the wrestling news, I'm Lou Kippelman. AEW presented Rampage last night on TNT, featuring matches taped last Wednesday night at the College Park Center in Arlington, Texas. Third-generation wrestlers Marshall and Ross Von Erich appeared in the opening match, teaming with Orange Cassidy to defeat Angelo Parker, Jake Hager, and Matt Menard. The match was won when Marshall Von Erich pinned Parker. Parker, Hager, and Menard continued the attack after the match was over, but were driven off when Marshall and Ross's father, Kevin Von Erich, put Hager in the Iron Claw. Legendary Kevin Von Erich's coming out here to get him some. Jake Hager's going to break him in two. Oh, look at this! Russell, Marshall, the Iron Claw! Double Iron Claw! Danos with a punch to the Yankees. A five-on-two and an orange punch to follow it up! And now, look at the crazy Von Erich into the ring here! Kevin Von Erich. Yes! The Iron Claw, no! Jake Hager! No! Disqualify him! Disqualify him! Look at that! The claw just crushing the cranium of Jake Hager! He's crushing his head like Jason Voorhees! It's a black Christmas for Jake Hager for sure! Kevin Von Erich! My God! In the main event, Action Andretti and Top Flight teamed to defeat the team of Penta El Zero Miedo, Commander, and AAA Mega Champion El Yo Del Vikingo. In other results, Anna Jay defeated Red Velvet. Taking a look at Mexico, CMLL ran their weekly Friday night show inside their home building of Arena Mexico last night, which featured the return of Andrade El Idolo to the company for the first time since 2015. Andrade El Idolo teamed with Angel Dioro and Soberano Jr. in a six-man tag, putting down the trio of Mystico, Atlantis Jr., and Star Jr. two falls to one. The final fall was determined when Soberano Jr. kicked Atlantis Jr. in the groin behind the referee's back, then rolled him up for the victory. After the bout, Mystico challenged Andrade to a one-on-one -on -one match. While it had been widely rumored on Friday that Andrade's on-screen manager in AEW, C.J. Parker, would be appearing with him, she did not accompany Andrade to ringside. The penultimate bout saw Mascara Dorada put an end to Rocky Romero's 330-day reign by winning the NWA Historic World Welterweight title. Dorada had been competing as Pantorita Del Ring until undergoing a gimmick change earlier this year when Grand Metalik, the original Mascara Dorada, officially abdicated the role. The title win last night was the first for Dorada under the new identity. Romero, who fell in his seventh defense, had held the title since January 20th when he defeated Volador Jr. In legal news, Liv Morgan, real name Gianna Daddio, was arrested Thursday on charges of possession of marijuana, possession of drug equipment, and possession of drugs. 
The arrest took place in Sumter County, Florida at a traffic stop after police officers noticed her car swerving in and out of her lane. Daddy O was let out later the same night on bail of $3,000. She is scheduled to be arraigned at 9 a.m. on February 12th at the Sumter County Courthouse. Now with some injury news, here's the Wrestling News' Lou Kippelman. Kenny Omega is on the shelf indefinitely, according to a social media post yesterday. The cause, according to Fightful, is a case of diverticulitis. Omega wrote in an Instagram post, quote, I tried to keep pushing past the pain for as long as I could until it became too much. Luckily, doctors caught me when they did. I'll be here, so in the meantime, please enjoy wrestling. End quote. The post was accompanied by a picture of Omega in a hospital bed. Omega had been scheduled to team with Chris Jericho to challenge for the AEW World Tag Team title on the 30th at World's End. Charlotte Flair is looking at nine months away from the ring, according to an announcement made during last night's SmackDown. Flair sustained an apparent knee injury during her last wrestling appearance, a loss to Asuka on the December 8th edition of SmackDown. Although the exact nature of the injury is not known, a nine-month recovery would be consistent with a torn ACL. For the wrestling news, I'm Lou Kippelman. Turning to Japan, New Japan Pro Wrestling announced yesterday that the company has joined United Japan Pro Wrestling Industry, an alliance of Japanese pro wrestling companies. The new group now consists of nine organizations, which in addition to New Japan also includes All Japan Pro Wrestling, Pro Wrestling Noah, Stardom, DDT, Tokyo Joshi Pro, Dragon Gate, and Genbare Pro Wrestling. As described in the official statement, quote, the members of the group will maintain their individual business identities and competition in the marketplace, but the group will provide a space to discuss issues that concern the industry at large and to exchange information with an interest in maintaining its growth. The formation of the group will be marked by an event on May 6, 2024 at the Nippon Budokan under the banner of United Japan Pro Wrestling. The founding chairman of the new group is celebrated Parasu veteran, Seiji Sakaguchi. And before we leave you today, we'd like to remind you that however you consume your content, you can find the wrestling news 24 hours a day and seven days a week across social media. On Twitter, follow us at Wrestling News AV. Our Facebook page is also Wrestling News AV. The wrestling news can also be found on the Arcadian Vanguard YouTube page. And for those who utilize Amazon Echo devices, just tell Alexa to play the Wrestling News Podcast, and remember to make sure you add podcast at the end. Once again, for daily updates, breaking news, and more, follow the Wrestling News across social media. And that's the news for today. If anything happens, we will be here to tell you about it. No clickbait, no paywall, just the Wrestling News. The Wrestling News is a division of Arcadian Vanguard, and the Wrestling Newscast is a production of the Arcadian Vanguard Podcast Network.